Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 83 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm doing great. Walking by faith. Amen. Like a little child? That's right. Faith like a child. Amen. Little children always look up Mm, to their father and mother, right? Mm, That's sweet. Amen. We need to be like little children and look up. That's right. Our redemption's drawing near. Mm-hmm. We get to share that at the beginning and at the end of this episode. Amen. Look up. We need it. Amen. We need to preach good news too, huh? That's right. Every corner of the earth. Amen. It's a good message. Stand as children of the promise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. And on today's show, we want to talk about the testimony of children who serve the Lord. Mm, Amen. You know any of those? I do. I know some present day examples, and then there's also Mm -hmm. biblical examples of that too. Amen. Unfortunately, I don't have that testimony of knowing and serving the Lord from my youth. I wish I had. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Ecclesiastes 12.1, it says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Mm. In the days of your youth. Yes. In Malachi 2.15, it says, God seeks godly offspring. Mm. Children. Yes. He's seeking godly children. Amen. Amen. That means he wants people to come to the Lord young. Yeah, that's right. He wants people to follow the Lord young. Yes. He wants people to serve the Lord young. Mm. Amen. Amen. Yes. So we don't all have this testimony, but that is the ideal will of God Mm, Yes, for young children to know of the Lord from their youth, to have those opportunities to follow him, to serve him, to know him, to grow in him, Mm. to learn of him from their youth. Yes. That's God's perfect will. Mm. If he had everything perfectly his way, there would be godly offspring in every home. Mm -hmm. Amen. Every child being able to say, I remember my creator from my youth, right? Yes. I'm glad that all of our children had that opportunity from their youth. Yes. To know their creator. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And as parents, you know, that's the 
most important thing we can do is teach our children about the Lord on the way as we're walking or as we sit down or go about things that we're doing in our day, teaching them about the Lord, reading the Bible with them, praying with them. You're sowing seeds that might reap a harvest in a later season in their life. That's right. So speaking of that faith, uh, our youngest daughter, an example of someone young, knowing of the Lord and, and the Lord working in their life when she was five years old, we were at a prayer meeting, mm, okay? Yeah. And she had never uh, prayed out loud. She wanted to pray out loud. She had this, this prayer that she wanted to pray out loud, and she asked, can I pray out loud mm-hmm. in the prayer meeting? And I said, yeah, you, you can pray. That's okay. And she prayed. She said, Lord, I pray for my grandpa. Uh, he's in the hospital, and I pray that he doesn't die. And we were like, Speechless. What is this? Yeah. Because my dad, her grandpa, uh, all that I knew was he was at home and everything was well with him and didn't know there was any problem. Right. But on our way home, we got a call and turns out that he actually was in the hospital dying. He was in a diabetic coma. Yeah. And we had no idea about this. Mm -hmm. And of course, Faith had no idea. But five years old, God revealed it to her, right. had her pray it in a prayer meeting. Right. I don't even think she knew what she was praying. Yeah. And, you know, it was just sort of coming out of her mouth. And she prayed yeah. this and pray for grandpa that he doesn't die. And I was thinking, wow, where did that come from? Okay. It did not make sense to us at all. Mm-hmm. But we, we were like, okay, amen. You know, praise the Lord. I'm so thankful she wanted to pray, you know, and we were encouraged. And then when we got in the car and we got the call from your family member who told us, it w- yeah. we were literally still in the parking lot of yeah. the prayer meeting when we got the call and we were, you know, like, wow, okay, something's going on. The, the police had to actually go in and open the doors because he was in such a deep state of coma that he comatose that he could not even mm-hmm. answer the door. And so, and we never knew he was diabetic. It was just such a shock. He didn't um, know either. He didn't know. And it just all happened so suddenly. But he was God, the worst diabetic case they had ever seen in the hospital. Right. In the ER there. That had lived. That had lived. Yeah. Yeah. So when she was praying that, he was actually in the hospital dying at that time. Right. And so God gave her that prayer and we prayed. She prayed. I prayed along with her. Right. You know, just. I don't know what this is, but I'm going to pray, you know, of course, mm. don't want grandpa to die. Right. And of course he, he didn't. And he's, he's still alive today. Mm-hmm. Uh, faith is still praying for him. We're all praying for him. That's right. Praying that he will recognize God's mercy in mm. his life. Yes. God's love for him. Right. When no one else knew that he was in his house dying, God knew Amen. and God cared and God gave that prayer to a little child. That's right. See, talking about the testimony of children who know the Lord young, serve the Lord young, faith has that testimony. Amen. But there's other examples in scripture of children serving the Lord. And I put together a few of those. So the first example I have is Miriam, the sister of Moses. She was about seven years old when Moses was born and the Lord used her. Mm. Remember her mother put Moses in the basket in the Nile River. Yes. And Miriam stood afar off. She watched and she followed all the way to where the basket stopped right by Pharaoh's daughter. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Think the Lord's in control of that basket? 
Yes, definitely. But Miriam was there. She was watching, right? I'm sure she was praying. Mm. And she was there and God used her because she says, do you want me to go get someone to nurse the baby? Because yeah, she right? knew <laughs> she knew it was a Hebrew child. Right. And who's there being used by the Lord? Little Miriam, mm. little seven-year-old Miriam. Right. And Pharaoh's daughter says, yeah. So who does Miriam go get? The Mama. Mo- mommy. <laughs> That's amazing. Moses is coming back home for a while. Mm. But it's interesting because Jewish tradition, okay, and we don't hold to all these traditions, okay, but there is some Jewish tradition that says Miriam was called a prophetess. We know that the Bible says that, Exodus 15, 20, after they came through the Red Sea, she's playing the tambourine, right? She's called a prophetess. Mm. But Jewish tradition says that before Moses was born, she prophesied that her mother would give birth to a son who would free the Jewish people from Egyptian bondage. Wow. That's just Jewish tradition, Hmm. but it could have been. Wow, that gave me goosebumps just thinking that. I've never had that thought before. The Bible doesn't say how she prophesied. Right. But could have been when she was young. Yeah. That God gave her that. Remember, God gave faith that prayer to pray when she was young. Yes. Could have done that with Miriam. Wow. That's cool. Maybe that's why she was watching Moses so intently. Wow. Yeah. This is the one that's going to save us out of here. Yeah. I'm Can't not let letting him, him get eaten by a crocodile or something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not letting him out of my sight. But God had her watching him too mm-hmm. to offer that's the right. mother to be the nurse. She was used as a child. Oh, yeah. A testimony of children serving the Lord. Amen. Wow. I love that. I love that one. Amen. Then we have Josiah. He was eight years old when he became king of Judah. Mm. Eight years old. He was the son and grandson of two very wicked kings. His grandfather, Manasseh, he was the evilest of them all, the most evil of all. Mm. Okay. Yet Josiah didn't walk in their footsteps. Mm. Usually little children are really influenced by their father and grandfather, right? Right. Something's going on with Josiah though. Wow. That's... He didn't follow them. From his youth, he chose the paths of righteousness. Wow. That's powerful. Yeah. Second Chronicles 34, one through three says, Josiah was eight years old when he became king and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of his father, David. See, Mm. doesn't mention Manasseh, his father, David. Wow. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Mm. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, okay? So he's 16 years old at this point he began to seek the God of his father, David. Mm. So he knew of the Lord, but when he was 16, he really started to seek God. Mm. Maybe there's some 16-year-olds out there that need to start seeking God right now. Wow. Amen? Yes. He started seeking the God of his father, David. And in the 12th year, so when he was 20 years old, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images, and the molded images. Wow. He started smashing idols Yeah. when he was 20. Wow. Tearing them all down. Amen. He's still a young man. Yeah. So he started really young, eight, then 16, then 20. So as he got older, he got stronger in the Lord. Mm, yes. Amen. But he started young. Amen. What a blessing. That is a blessing. Because, you know, he didn't grow up with the same mm. type of environment, Christian environment or godly environment, That's you right. know, that you're, some of our children just maybe are taking for granted. Mm. That's a good point. He didn't have that. And look at him, how he stood out, you know, came out of all of that wickedness. And That's right. 
Wow, that's pretty amazing. That's right. That's right. One of the best kings that Judah ever had. Amen. And he started the youngest of them all. Wow. Hallelujah. That's cool. Then we have Samuel, Shmuel. Shmuel. Amen. Yes. He was 12 years old when God called him to give a prophetic message of coming judgment to the sinning priest. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, we read about this. So Josephus, he was a Jewish historian, said he was 12 years old. So that's the only record we have of how old he was. But Josephus was a very accurate historian. Mm. He even wrote of Jesus. He was a very honest historian. So that's where we get a record of how old Samuel was when God said, Samuel, Samuel. Remember that? Yes. He says, Hineni. Mm-hmm. Remember, he thought Eli the priest was calling him. Right. Yes. Third time, you know, Eli's like, no, it's the Lord talking to you. Mm. He says, here I am. Right? Wow. And then God gives him, the 12-year-old, a prophetic message of coming judgment because Eli was going to be under some great judgment. Wow. So Samuel was entrusted with that message, 12-year-old. Wow. Does God use children sometimes? Yeah. So Samuel started young. And then we have in the New Testament, Timothy. He was like a son to the Apostle Paul. Paul says this to Timothy, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So from childhood, in the Greek, this word for childhood here actually means a newborn child, an infant, a babe, a child in your arms, Mm. or it can also refer to an unborn child. Mm. And I believe that applies to Timothy. Because it says his mother and his grandmother taught him the word of God. His father was a Greek. His mother was Jewish. So, And it says his grandmother was teaching him. So I think when he was in the womb, from your childhood, you've known the scriptures. I think they were teaching him in the womb. Yes. I remember doing that with faith. I do too. Right? Singing and reading the word and everything like that. Right. Right? So that's Timothy. He started pretty young, right? Oh, yeah. And Paul said, let no one despise you for your youth, Timothy. That's right. Yeah, I remember... um, when Faith was really little, we would sing the ironic blessing over her. Mm-hmm. Every night when we would put her to bed in her little crib, we would sing, The Lord bless thee. The Lord bless thee. And keep thee. And keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee. And be gracious, gracious unto, unto thee. thee. And be, be gracious, gracious unto thee. thee. The Lord lift up. The Lord lift up. His countenance, His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. I don't sing that same song to her every night, but I still actually pray the ironic blessing over her. Yes, that's sweet. That's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, amen. And so speaking of faith, we have something special for today. You know what time it is? It's time for the faith report. Amen. Welcome to the Faith Report, bringing you stories of faith, hope, and love from believers all over the world. Now, here's Faith. Shalom, Havarim. My name is Faith Hope Lavelle, and in today's top story, I get to share my story of salvation. The Lord used many things to help me get saved. First, I was blessed to have many good examples in my life to follow, including my mama and papa and other men and women of the Lord who helped me. One of those was Corey Tenboom. 
Her life had a big influence in my salvation. Hearing her testimony of how she stayed with the Lord, even though she went through so much in the Nazi concentration camp, really touched my heart. God was using Corey's life to help me see that I needed what she had. Then one day, my sister, who was living in a place called Teen Challenge, called us and shared how she had a friend who had to leave and go home because her dad just died in a car accident. Later that night, I asked Mama, what if Pa died? She said, well, your Pa knows where he will go. I thought, wow, he has faith that he will go to heaven. This really convicted me because I didn't have that. I knew I wasn't right with God yet. So I went to bed that night and I got right with God and prayed to become a Christian. And as soon as I got done praying, I felt this deep calm come over me, and I had the best night of sleep in my life. Praise Jesus. That's the story of me, Faith Hope Lavelle, in America. Amen. Is that music to your ears, hearing that testimony, dear? Yes. Wow. I'm very thankful and Mm -hmm. just pray for her that she'll continue in the faith and continue walking her steps of faith that Mm -hmm. she needs to take as a young lady. And, um, you know, she's just such a blessing. She really has grown and I've really seen a lot of good fruit in her life. So I'm really thankful for that. She has a good testimony. Amen. Yes. Amen. And the best testimony really of them all is to be saved as young as possible. Mm -hmm. That's the best testimony of them all. That's right. It's not to become as wicked as you can and become a mafia boss and be a hitman and finally come to know Jesus and have this great testimony. No. I don't think that's the best testimony. No, it's not. The very best is coming to Jesus as young as possible. Yeah, definitely. You agree, dear? I agree. Because sin brings regret, Mm -hmm. you know? When you go off and, you know, when people think, oh, the prodigal will definitely come back. Well, you know, sadly, sometimes that doesn't happen. And, you know, you see them die in their sins and just, ah, you may happen to get delivered from the clutches of the devil, but you may not. He came to set the captive free. Yes, that's right. Amen. But still, the best is to start young. I like Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. It says, then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the little children come to me. And do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Mm, Sweet. Amen. I think he might have said the ironic blessing over them. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's the high priest. Yeah, I think so. Wow, honey. Praise the Lord. So sweet. That encourages me. Mm. Because he takes us up in his arms Mm. and speaks that over us. Yes. No matter what age you are. That's right. Amen. Amen. So don't be discouraged if you haven't come to the Lord and you're not young anymore, but you're a little older, Mm. right? Yeah. Because if you weren't saved young, it's okay. You can become young again. You can be born again and become like a little child. That's right. Amen. Yes. He can give you the hope of the gospel. He can give you baby skin on your heart again. That's right. Your hard heart. Just like Keith Green Green said. Matthew chapter 18, one through six says this. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them and said, 
Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever, that's key word, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. Mm. Here's a warning. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Mm. Wow. Those are powerful words and just a really beautiful, sober Mm -hmm. warning for parents and for anyone who would cause a little one to stumble or a little new believer in Christ to stumble. Exactly. One or the other. Amen. So let's all become like little children. Amen. And enter the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. There's nothing greater. Amen. We just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us here for another episode of Spirit of Adoption Radio. And we want to just say that we are praying for Ukraine right now. Yes. We just really... All the little children in Ukraine. Yes. Yes, Lord, protect them and take them up in your arms. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. And we've been helping some refugees uh, who've fled Mm. to Poland. We've been helping them with airfare this week. Um, So please pray for us. Please pray for our team and for all of the travel needs that people have now with visas and things from Ukraine. That's That's my prayer request for this week. Amen. Amen. Nothing more important than that this week. That's right. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control, even in Ukraine. Yes. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen? Amen. Amen. And may the Lord bless you as you seek Him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. 